Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush this week. So as we approach another NFL big game, it is time to listen to some good advice from the Bay City Rollers. Yes, the Bay City Rollers, they spelled it out in their 1974 hit song, Saturday Night. And let's say it, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, Night. Right? S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, Night. Now it is time for the NFL to lead this chorus. So right after Thanksgiving, I did an episode on taking the Cowboys and the Lions off of Thanksgiving. Nobody wants to see that anymore. We need to move some games around, but they keep this tradition where they throw these games out there. Well, it's time, NFL, to bring the big game to Saturday night and have a bigger party next year. We need a bigger party, don't we, after the years we've had? So next February, no more big game on the first Sunday in February at 6.30 Eastern. We need to move it to Saturday night. Yes, Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Let's face it. We've had games this year on Wednesday already. We've had it on Wednesday. So why not move this game to Saturday night? It would generate a huge celebration and people would mostly have the next day off. So there you go. We don't need to worry about Monday, people taking the day off. Traditions keep the game always on Sunday, but enough already with the traditions. Make it super on Saturday so the kids can actually watch the full game on the East Coast. So sing with me, NFL. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, night. And let's move this game over to Saturday night. So those of us on the East Coast... Those of us on the East Coast don't want to leave the parties at halftime anymore. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is a very talented Emmy-nominated TV host, currently of A&E Sell This House. She's a DIY expert, keynote speaker. She does it all. Let's welcome Tanya Memmi to Lens Burning Bush. Tanya, it is such a pleasure to have you on. Hi. Hi. How are Great to be here. What do you think about Saturday night, the NFL? I mean, the, the party is oh, always, you know, the Super Bowl is always about a party. Why Sunday? Yes. And I know you're on the West Coast, so maybe I'm, you know, barking up the wrong tree here. And 3.30 on Sunday is probably okay for you. But, you know, what? I have people leaving at halftime It's in the East Coast. We need to, we need to do something about this. We need to keep the party going. What do you think? I know. The only the only thing I can think is that Sunday's a day where everybody's off work, everyone can come over, and you can just make it an all-day thing. It gives you an excuse to have a longer party. Okay. You just got to get people to stay all day. Well, the problem is everybody wants to take Monday off from work, and that's kind of where I'm going with this. I, I think if well, we move that's it... that's true. You know, you could do it where if they move the game to President's Weekend and then do it Sunday and Monday, you could do that also. But... I guess Roger Goodell's not going to listen to me, but I figured it was worth a shot to try to say, you know, I've been trying to move this game to Saturday for a long time. I don't, I don't know about you, but, you know, as you get up in age, you know, it's like 1030. I mean, the game ends here, you know, 730 for you, but 1030. Well, I, I, you know. Yeah, 730 for me, but I totally see what you're saying. And I and under with that being said, yes, it should be on a Saturday. There you go. Look at that. I've, I've already turned you into this. Yeah. I love it. So we just need to, all we need to do now is get like the petition and all that stuff. I See, I don't get involved That's in it. any politics, but this is a politic for me. We need to move the game to Saturday night. So 
Um, I, I agree. Now I see what you're saying. I, I like that. I all, like that idea. Uh, all right. Well, wonderful. So I've turned you. we got to turn the rest of the crew on. But um, you have had a, a, a terrific career. I have followed you all the way. I remember you when you were on direct TV back in the day. You and Macalant would I, go back and forth. I so can't believe that. This is, this, it was like 2003 maybe? I don't even remember. It might even be before that, right? That was it a, was before that. I think, um, I think I started on direct TV in like the late 90s. It was when DirecTV just came out, and they only had 15,000 subscribers. Wow. Can you believe that? That's I, crazy. I remember, see, with me, I always wanted something new, right? So when I remember when it first came right. out, like 95, 96, I remember trying to get, and I lived in a little condo, and they wouldn't allow, like, satellite dishes, right? They were like, oh, no, 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 I remember right? that. So we, we, I actually did this. This is a funny story. So I actually figured out a way. I ordered it, like, um, to come and I figured out a way to get, um, where they told me they could, you couldn't permanently affix it. That's what was the rules. So you can't permanently right. affix it. So what we did was I, we took a, uh, we had somebody mark where the signal would come in best on the deck, on the little, um, patio. And we, we went ahead and put the X there. And then I took a chair and we affixed it to a chair and we would put it in every night. So we would be able to watch satellite because of the NFL package so at the time. Did you steal the signal? No, did you steal the signal I paid for it. I paid for it. No, I just didn't. I wasn't allowed to do it with the condo board. They didn't want the satellite dish. So I was like, well, screw oh. that. I want to I want to have the NFL Sunday ticket. That was the back in the day. That was a huge deal. To get right. the Sunday ticket, so right. that was why I did it. But yeah, I I actually so Direct TV, so I'm I'm very familiar. But I remember you being on with Matt Gallant, and of course you were even uh, Miss Can Miss World Canada or uh, not Miss Niagara. I, can't I was. Yeah, yeah. So well, I I competed for the Miss Teen Niagara. I'm moving around a little bit because I had I had to make the, the connection a little better. Okay, okay. so I was um I was Miss Teen Ni I wasn't Miss Teen Niagara. I competed for Miss Teen Niagara and I didn't win. Because oh, they asked me the those bastards. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I started off when I was really young, and I was on stage, and I'll never forget this. And they asked me the question, "What is euthanasia?" And I had no idea as a oh. 14, 15 year old, and I just said it's young people in an Asian country. Oh, <laughs> like, well, hey, that's a good guess. So I obviously didn't win. And then after that, I went on to Miss Niagara, and I won that. And then I competed in a, like various Miss Canada pageants. They have like. Miss Canada, Miss World Canada, Miss Canada Universe, all these things. And I ended up winning, winning Miss World Canada. And then I went to the Miss, the Miss World pageant in Sun City, South Africa. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. It was, it was awesome. Now, you, you, obviously, you've been starring in, you know, Sell This House for a while. You, it just came back on, on A&E. But go back to, you, to 2008, where you were in a movie with Corey Feldman. And what, the, what I want to bring this up, because what's interesting about this movie is that it talks about a virus, right? It does. I mean, holy, like, I looked at this going, my good, you know, you, you talk about a virus, a danger. So it's unaware he has been infected with a dangerous virus. He tries to impress you, Maria, uh, yeah. a waitress. They, they call you a pretty waitress at a diner. Very nice. Um, it said you. a pretty waitress at the local diner who romantically involved with Alan Greenfield. Now, um, what's interesting is 2020, of course, we, we'd like to forget it. I, I always like to say that it's like kind of the weather forecast. 2021 <laughs> yes. is kind of feels like 2020, doesn't it feel a little uh, so does. far? It's yeah, continuing. Uh, the man is <laughs> a lot of changes yet. <laughs> but how was it doing a movie? Obviously, hosting, you know, um, a DIY show is a lot different than doing a movie. Tell, tell, tell me about that. 
Well, you know what? I started off as an actress. That's what I wanted to become. I wanted to be an actress and I had done a few roles and stuff, but um, I ended up getting more jobs hosting. That's really what it was. Acting was highly, highly, highly competitive, even more so than hosting back then. Um, but acting, I mean, I loved it. I won a, I won a Crystal Reel Award for that role, even though, you know, the, it's, a, it's a horror movie. It's, it's, a, it's just a fun horror movie that, you know, I was able, I'm still really good friends with, with Corey Feldman. But if I could be an actress again and, and act more, I would. It's just people don't see me that way in the industry. But, oh, that's a um, shame. I love, love doing horror movies and comedy. Comedy is what I love to do most. Well, I, I can see that. And you look, you know, a lot of fun. You know, as someone who actually watches Sell This House, I enjoy that show. And I enjoy it because the way you do it. It's just like, you know, Thank otherwise you. it's just a couple of people. You know, it's like you're, you're you know, putting your house on the market. It, it's real estate. There's two things that are more exhausting than it, or um, it's kind of like they say, you know, death and kind of moving. Like those are two things in life that are the hardest and not necessarily in that order. Yeah. Right. So you've been involved in that. Now, your your family was, in, you know, and still is in the home building business, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was born and raised in the home building business. My family. I love all. I love how you know all these things. Uh, it's, sc it's scary. Yeah. I, I apologize for being. <laughs> <laughs> so my father and my uncles, two uncles, founded a company called Mountain View Homes about 45 years ago. Now my brother and my cousin own it. But they build about 400 houses a year in the Niagara region wow. of Ontario, Canada. And so I was just, I mean, I was, when I was young, I was on construction sets and, you know, helping out wherever I could. And the dinner table talks at night were all about, you know, the trades and this and that and the problems and the good stuff and all kinds of Christmas parties and this and that. So it was like, I, it's all very, very familiar for me. So it's very interesting that I left. I go to New York and I studied acting in New York. I ended up on, I ended, I ended up on like how many, four or five, you know, home design shows. So you know, the apple didn't fall too far no. from the tree. Well, but you do. And I didn't try to be on home design. You know, it just ended up that way. Now I love it. No, it's and it's great, and I'm glad they brought it back. It was it was gone for a while. Um, it was it off was the gone air for, for seven years. Yeah, it's kind of oh my gosh, yeah. And then when I found out it was brought back, I'm like, wow, it's back again. And and you just started. How was it filming? Um, now that you with with COVID and everything, it's got to be an issue, uh, right? I think you had some issues it's with hard. one of the episodes where it actually was uh, kind of almost a tornado, right? You had on one of the episodes. Yes, we we have had to work through tornadoes, and uh, it was a tropical storm that had come through, and uh, Philadelphia was crazy. It was a lot, and you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, everything starts to fall down, the roof is leaking, the the paint's not drying. I mean, it's just. That's one thing is doing a shoot like that when you're on a very, very tight schedule under crazy weather conditions. But but during COVID is a whole other thing. Like, you know, I, I was used to the way that it used to be shot back in the day, right? Where we just lie and go here and there and it was just easy. And and now, you know, it's it's there's a lot more sacrifice, I think, on my end just because I have to leave for months at a time. I don't get to come back and forth. So I have to leave my daughter and my Ooh. family for like three, four months at a time. My daughter's only nine. Now she's my biggest support. And honestly, if I didn't get her blessing, I wouldn't do it. But I do have her blessing and I spend every single day with her. If you follow me on, you know, social media, know how close I am to her. And she's my biggest fan and biggest support. So that's the only reason why I can do it. But it's really hard during COVID. That's the number one reason. And then, you know, you're on set with masks and I can't, I'm the kind of person that I just want to give the homeowners a hug all the time. Like I'm just 
I'm always, I love interviewing people, talking to people. I love, like, I'll go hang at their house after, you know, for dinner after the shoot. And uh, I can't do that. We yeah. can't, I can't really physically get close to anybody on set because I have to be sort of sequestered. So the second we're done the shot, I have to go up to someone like to the room or outside or be away from everybody. So it's, you know, I'm not really allowed to do much when I'm there because I have to really work hard not to get the virus. Like I'm leaving in two weeks. I leave on the 19th of February and we're shooting in Atlanta and I'm going to be there for three I'm and sorry. Months. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I know. I'm just kidding. Atlanta is, is fine. Yeah. I was just, I was just teasing. I always call it hot Atlanta, you know, and, and it'll be, Atlanta, it's good. Yeah. Well, we're going at a good time through the year. It shouldn't yes. be too bad, but no. I'm, I'm excited. No, that is, yeah. that, that is good. And, and getting to go to all the places, but you're right. Leaving your family for that long a time, especially your daughter. I mean, I know, uh, you do uh, post a lot of stuff on, on social media, but your daughter, it's adorable. And the funniest thing I saw, and I, I I don't know why I came across you were posting something about a good morning or whatever, and you had no water recently, right? Is this a story? We had no yeah. water, yes. And your daughter says that you were stinky. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest yes. thing I'd ever seen. I'm like, you can't be saying this. Tanya does. Tanya doesn't stink. I mean, you can't, right? How did, but, she um, just loves embarrassing yeah. me. She was the stinky one. That's what it was. Yeah, I know. Of course, of course. She goes, well, you just worked out, Mom, or something. I mean, just having her in the in the mix that's that's got to be great i mean i i kind of miss that my kids are a little bit older now uh they're they're stinky in their own right um tw <laughs> yeah. 20 and 17 they're they're they're, they're stinky but uh in other it's a it, different kind yeah, of stinky. Yeah, exactly <laughs> ex exactly but i'm glad you do that you bring your daughter on how does she feel about like growing up kind of a celebrity like in, in your you know she's always uh she's great in front of the camera you could tell she's going to be a natural well, she grew up on a set called Home and Family when I was yeah. on Hallmark Channel. I was on Home and Family for five years. And we probably would still be on the show, but, you know, I had to, uh, that was the show. Yeah, that there's idiots out there. I know, I heard. Well, not stuff. anymore. The show's yeah. great now. Yeah. Everybody's back on their feet. And whoever was involved with the reasons why I quit is no longer on the show. Good. Um, you know, it would be, I would love to go back as a guest in that, but I don't know if that'll ever be happening because... Things like that happen. You make a decision and uh, not everybody's happy about it. <laughs> no, exactly. You're sticking to it. But I'm so glad they brought it back. I remember yeah. the original Sell This House, you had Roger Hazard was your designer. And he was amazing, like doing the design work with you. Uh, and, and now you yeah. have a bunch of different. It's kind of it's a little bit different show than it was before. It's a different show. You used to do it's it for a like a thousand bucks. Production company. Everybody's new. Yeah. Used to do it, it was like a thousand bucks. Yeah, well, spend. back in the day, it was a thousand bucks. Yeah, now it's not really. We don't really have. We don't really say a thousand dollars. We just we just try to because it's different now. Now staging is so competitive. Like sell this house back in the day, really. Roger, our show introduced staging to the world. Like mm -hmm. no one had ever heard about staging until our show, and we were like the second or third home design show ever on television. So we were really sort of pioneers in the staging world. And now staging is like super competitive. So we can't do it on a thousand bucks. It's just, it's a different, it's a different world now in the world of staging and design. So we just show people how you can present your home and stage it and do it in an inexpensive way as possible. We do use staging companies as well though. So that's not, you know, super cheap, but we do try to do things on the uh, easy, quick and inexpensive side. And I'm always doing DIYs and yeah. stuff to show people how to save money. So yeah, but it's a different show. It's like, yeah. you know, Roger's on it. Roger's doing great stuff with his partner, and he's got a yeah. furniture store, and they have a whole furniture line. He's doing great. I, you know, it's a lot. We're, we're both older now, and I'm traveling a lot again. And <laughs> it's hard, yeah. It's, a, it's different. 
this round, this time around. I gotta tell you, uh, it's not easy. Yeah, the the you know no. you you, you want to do the things you used to do, and it's hard to to you know you you. I always like to say that the you know in your twenties you would go out like four to five nights a week, right? And now in totally. you know my. 40s, 50s, whatever you want to say, I go out one night and recover four to five nights. Is that kind of the same? It's kind of hard. Yes, I, I can't go out because then I have to host the show. Yeah. But it's just different. It's, um, yeah, they're a lot easier on me now, but I'm also, it's, it's different because we're trying to shove a lot of episodes in very quickly. So I'm literally shooting two or three houses all at the same time. Whereas before it was one house and then we take a break and then one house and take a break. But, you know, the industry's changed so much that we just got to get it all done as quickly as possible. We got to get you to do a show in uh, northern Kentucky in uh, Cincinnati area. We got to find a house. Maybe we'll be there eventually. Yeah. We're supposed to be traveling around the entire country, but with COVID, we can't. So I know. We got to stop it, right? Everybody get their vaccine. We need to get back to somewhat, just right? Do it. Do it. <laughs> we got we to gotta, <laughs> have Tanya come around and do, do your, you know, stage your house because if you're not selling your people. house. Well, now it's kind of an interesting market where things um, usually don't sit on the market. And I know um, you run into houses that they do sit because of just little things, right? Paint is a big thing. Um, a lot of things people don't realize, just paint the damn house, right? Just, I mean, it's... Paint your house, yeah. but even like, just start with basic cleaning. I can't even tell you how many people oh, God. are trying to sell their house and it's just dirty. Like, just start <laughs> there, you know what I mean? And then do the painting and then maybe take off like old window treatments. Window treatments are a big thing. Like, if you have big, beautiful windows, don't even have any window treatments right. on them. Just sh let that sun shine in. Nobody I wants dark and cramped. No. And... It's just amazing how people are, uh, me too, we're all attached to our stuff. So when you go to sell your house, you don't see what other people see. No. And that's really what our show reveals. It's kind of like the, the uh, people, is. you go in their house and it smells, they're like, well, I don't smell anything. Yeah. No, you can't, yeah. yeah you, you can't you, smell your own steak. No, that's what I always say. You cannot <laughs> smell your own steak. So maybe mommy did steak. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Now you, you even have ventured out um, kind of as a, you've got your own podcast now. The Life Masters podcast. So I'm sure you do it a lot better than I do. So how do you, you know, your podcast. I doubt it. Oh, you have, uh, you've got real life stories. It's, it's really inspiring other than the nonsense that I spew. What do you, you know, talk about your podcast. Well, you know, I, I went through, I don't know if you know, but I went through like a really, I went through a re really tough time. I had about 10, a 10 year chapter of my life, even though I was on television stuff. I went through, a t you know, marriage was difficult, and then I was working on home and family, and that was difficult um, for me. I, I had a lot of things not going in the direction that I wanted it to. And so I ended up, you know, quitting my job on TV, and I really honestly thought I would never be a host again. Like, I kind of threw my hands up. I, I wasn't, I just didn't want to do this business anymore. It was really tough, and I felt like I had sort of been beaten up a little bit. And a lot of reasons why that all spiraled downward, but I had lost everything I'd worked hard for over the few years. And, you know, even though you're nominated and even though you have all these accolades, when you lose everything, you don't feel like you have anything. And I had lost my self-identity, really. It was a tough time. And... Um, my whole life changed and it was not going in a good direction. And then I decided, you know, I realized that when you're at your rock bottom, no one's there to help you. So you got to get back up on your feet on your own. And the one thing I knew that I loved doing most was interviewing people. So I started Life Masters where I decided to interview 100 people that hit rock bottom and got out of it because I wanted to learn how they got out of it because I was so desperate for answers. 
And that's what I did. I, I was on this whole mission and still am. I've interviewed about 86 people now, so I have new episodes coming out. But these are people that have real, I mean, I thought my situation was tough. Like everyone's situation, however you want to look at it, when you hit rock bottom, the pain is all the same. It doesn't matter how you got there. It hurts. Yeah. And, the, and what I've learned is just incredible from these people. And about 46, 47th person, I started realizing that like they all kind of did the same things. And so I started implementing what they did. And I changed my entire life around in like eight months no joke and wow. uh and i also started to listen to joe Dispenza. he's a big mentor of mine i want to interview him so bad one day <laughs> you will so, you will uh, you know yeah but it was that's what life masters is really all about it was i don't get paid for it i never did um i mean maybe one day i would love for it to turn into something huge but it's not anything that i had that was never my intention my intention was to just put some help out there for people that had gone through some something like what I did. Well, I, so, I find it interesting yeah. that you bring up uh, the helping because I, I find you, the, my favorite thing too is to have these conversations that I'm having with you today because it's, it's so something to look forward to every week. You know, whether this podcast ever becomes anything, I just enjoy the interview process. Like to, it's fun. It, it is a yeah. lot of fun to do this because it, it is therapy for me. Like, you know, because during the whole COVID yep. thing, you're stuck in the house. Everybody's doing, you know, it's just another, it feels like, you know, we just had Groundhog Day, right? It feels like Groundhog Day every day. So this is kind of a nice little uh, thing on a weekend to do. And I just enjoy it. And, it. and you mentioned, you know, the therapy part of it. It, it really helps. And I'm glad that you're back because you look terrific. You're, you're happy. You're fun. You know, that's the way it should Thank be. You. Everybody always thinks like, oh, you know, you're a celebrity. You got everything all figured. Nobody has everything figured out. We're all screwed up in some no. way. Right. I mean, that's kind of yeah, it, it's just but everybody thinks, oh, you're on TV. Everything's wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you're back because we do. Uh, the world's a better place Thank with you, you doing this kind of stuff. Thank um, you. <laughs> it, it, but you even you know, you've given back so much too. um you, you've been to Cambodia and did some, you know, talk about some of that work where you're, you know, you're a spokesman for world, a spokesperson for World Vision. I mean, that's a, that's a big stuff, a lot better than I would have ever done. <laughs> you're a lot better person right off the bat. It's, uh, <laughs> so talk about that. That well, must have been awesome. It was, I mean, it was awesome. I did this special with, with Alex Trebek. Yeah. We were in the same segments together and, um, I basically was asked to go to Cambodia and uncover the, the true story behind the child trafficking situation. And it was, um, it was tough. I mean, I, I visited some orphanages where these girls that were rescued from being trafficked were now living. And I mean, what I experienced was just, it, it was tough. And these girls are anywhere from like the age of four to, you know, 16. And they go into these, they're not really orphanages, but they're like safe haven where they learn a trade and then when they become 16 17 18 and they have something that they've learned then they're able to kind of go out back into the world because they've been completely shunned from their families because they're dirty now oh. you know it's a whole thing and um i was just honored to be able to be a part of it that year so yeah, yeah. wow and of course we just lost so alex yeah and we just lost alex trebek who you know watching know. jeopardy i'm enjoying it a little bit with ken but it's kind of you feel bad because Alex is not there anymore, right? I mean, it's just, we, he, he's, I've heard stories about Alex. He was exactly the same way as he was on TV. Is that, is that true? Like being with him? Was he the same? Yes, he's, uh, he's 
kind and generous and wonderful. And I have always admired his relationship he had with his wife. Those two, every time I saw them, they just looked so in love and so supportive. And it was a beautiful relationship. And that's what I remember most with, with Alex is the, re the relationship that he had with his wife. Beautiful. Yeah, we, we lost a lot of celebrities. Actually, just lost uh, Christopher Plummer yesterday. Uh, I know. 90, 91 years old uh, from The Sound of Music. And just he was he was acting right up into the end. Like same with Alex, right? right? Up until the end. Working right up into the end. Is that something that you yeah. want to do? Work to the end. I kind of want to be having some fun, <laughs> right? I mean, I guess when you have a job like that, that that you know, I guess to them, that's their fun, right? I mean, sometimes that is their fun. I mean, my ultimate dream is I'd love to do a talk show. That is my ultimate dream. So the podcast kind of gives me that as much as possible too. And now A and E has actually asked me to do a podcast for their homemade blog. Oh. So I'll be doing that as well, yeah. Um, so that's kind of fun. So that's nice. But yeah, I mean, if you're doing what you love doing, I don't know if I could do sell this house to the end. No, it's, it's a, too much work. Yeah, physically, it's a lot of work. Plus, but I would love, love to turn something to turn something I'm doing into a talk show. That would be an honor for me. Yeah, the one positive thing you yeah. get to dress up a little bit because I actually put a shirt, like a good shirt, on today for you because you don't normally have you to do great. that. Well, thank you. Um, you don't normally have to do that. Uh, because, you know, you're working from the house or whatever. Uh, it's nice to actually put a nice outfit on and go out and, you know, um, and that's ho hopefully we can get back to all of that stuff. Now, California starting to release a little bit of the hounds. I mean, it's 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 been crazy. I know that there's been a lockdown and it's harder in California. Right. Yeah. But they have opened things up a little Good. bit. I mean, it's hard. But at the same time, you know, if you just put on your mask, whether you want to or not. I mean, I hate wearing my mask. We all do. But oh, yeah, we have to do. You can just, still go shopping and you can still now the restaurants are open. You just have to eat outside, but it's nice enough. Like, I kind of feel like we have a lot. We just can't have gatherings, which right. totally. I know I'm a gatherer. Um, I have pool parties I in know. the summer. I love to gather. It's, uh, you know, when, when, when things are good, when you come, you'll get to swim. We get the hot. It's all good. You're, you're going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> You know, and uh, we'll we'll uh, it'll be it'll be fun when we can get back to normal. We also lost uh, yeah. Dustin Diamond just passed away from uh, Saved by the Bell, forty four years old. Way I know. way too young. Oh, uh, with cancer. It's I just... sat beside him in, on a plane once, and he was he was so sweet. I mean, yeah. you just you we all know him. We all he's just such an American icon from back in the day, right? Oh yeah, it's oh, you know. Goodness. I will admit I watched Saved by the Bell. I was one of those. So did I. <laughs> we, you know, now TV is so much different now with the whole binge watching. Um, I brought up on my show a couple of months ago, the show Blue Bloods was something that I started to watch. Have you ever watched Blue Bloods with uh, no, Tom Selleck? I check it out. Well, it's, it's really good. But what the problem was, there was a, it was 10 seasons of Blue Bloods, right? So I had, I was late to the party. So here I am, season one. I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to watch nine more seasons to get current. And and I wound up, I, I kid you not, it was like two months, and I did it. I got the CBS app. I'll with, do it. Yeah, with no commercials. Right? So it's just so different now. You can watch whatever. We have um, Dish Network at home, and you, you can call, you know, the uh, audio remote. You could just kind of call in, and, you know, if whatever you want to watch. It's It's scary how you could do just about anything, but... It's also different. It used to be you'd look forward to Tuesday night was a show or Thursday night. Now you can watch it whenever you want, which is good and bad. 
it's good and bad, I think. We spend a lot more time in front of the TV, I think, because of it. Yes. Uh, but also, you know, with a show like ours, people are, people are like, where's your show? It's not on anymore. And I'm thinking, we only filmed 20 episodes. Like, once those are <laughs> shot, yeah. we got to actually go film some more. But that's... So give us some time, and then we'll get 40 in, and then... <laughs> But that's the problem. Once you're caught up, you're like, oh, my God, I got to watch it on a, uh, like an animal every week like everybody else. <laughs> I can't I can't just binge watch yeah. it. <laughs> you're, you and get... then it's a huge disappointment when oh, it's over. Like, I know. What do we do now? I know. And, and um, I enjoy like I've have. Uh, do you have HBO Max? That's, that's always a good uh, place to, yes. to get stuff. So HBO Max, I like uh, Bill Maher's show. So I get up, you know, Saturday morning, I'll yeah. turn it on. I don't always watch it on I Friday night. Maher. But I enjoy his show uh, because he brings on and he he, he kind of gives all kinds of sides. I'm not a politics guy, but I, I enjoy what he brings. And his new rules is kind of, you know, the stuff that that I talk about, kind of the different, you know, the things that bother me or irritate me. It's kind of like the new the new rules with Bill. But I just uh, I enjoy like being able to click whenever I want that, you know, whenever I want to put that on. So there yeah, is there is the benefits of that. But it's. It's crazy. Everything is on demand now. Everything, everybody wants it now. It's like... No, the... It's different now. And, and even for us being in front of the camera, it's just a very different beast now too because everything has changed because there's not as many viewers. There's not as many eyeballs on each episode, on each show. So it's like the networks are fighting to get those eyes. We're all fighting to get those eyes. It's unbelievable how many shows can be on television wherever or on, you know cable or whatever wherever they are or online all at the same time yeah like it was never like that no before. no it's 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 almost like you know there's almost too much and then like you, you still found like oh my god there's nothing on there's 200 channels and there's still i know <laughs> there's still nothing on. now what does ava watch at nine now what's the new shows for the kids what is she watching oh god, these days she's a huge fan of Hen henry danger I'm okay really for that. No. she loves henry danger okay and then she loves um there's like two of her. Oh my God, these two guys. They're soup. They're good-looking young guys, and they just. They. I think what they did is they bought a house, and they do just crazy <laughs> stuff in the house. Like she's not really addicted to a show. She's addicted to YouTube. Now I try to oh. monitor the time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, everything is there. It's like there's no filter. It's like all the internet. There. Oh my, you can get anything. I mean, I I talk about that all the time. When I was a kid, yep. you know, you watched like a. a you know, the movie 10, and that was like a big deal. Oh my goodness, there was, you know, a little gratuitous nudity, and that was like the big deal. But now it's like everything. I just, it's too much, right? Everywhere. <laughs> oh. We're writing now because she wants TikTok. Yeah, she oh. She wants TikTok at night, and I don't want to give it to no, her. No, I'm not on TikTok. I don't know the Snapchats, like, a, you know, I, I Facebook, know. Instagram. I just started a TikTok page, but I don't know what I'm doing. But I just don't want her on it yet. And I, it's really a hard, it's a struggle for parents in my age group because we, I don't understand it. No. Like, I don't understand a lot about it. And, and they're so savvy with it. And I don't know. It's it's like it's a whole world that we kind of are a little late to the game, I think, because we never we got to buy with in life without it. We didn't need any of that. Exactly. We actually played outside. You know, it's funny that we had <laughs> um, we had snow just recently. And there, I, I saw New York and New Jersey got like, you know, 30 inches of snow, friends of mine. And one of the things that I did and other kids did, too, we'd go out, grab a shovel. And go make some money. No, yeah. none of these kids are. They're sitting at home. I, I did it too. Yeah, they're sitting at home and they're, they're playing video games. Nobody's going out and making any money. Come on, you gotta. But you have to get them off. Like I'm very good at, at spending time. With, you have to put the time in as parents. Yeah. And so with my daughter, I put the time in. 
So even if I'm in the middle of doing something, I've done it when I'm in the middle of doing something really important, like really in, in the middle of a contract negotiation wow. for my next show or whatever. I will put it down because that can wait and I'll take her to the beach or we'll go bike riding or we'll do something for a few hours and I'll call them back later. Like you have to put the time in. And if you don't put the time in, well, then your kids are going to be stuck on the computer. But she'll always pick time over with me over, you know, her computer. And and, and who wouldn't? No effort, and who wouldn't? Come on. I can figure it out. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I make it fun, though. You do. you got to yeah. make it worthwhile for them. Exactly. I mean, I coached um, baseball for when my, my son was little. Um, so I coached for about nine years of baseball. And I always used to tell the kids, it's like, don't grow up so fast. Enjoy this time because... It yeah. is just so much fun. I would kill right now to be playing instead nine. of, yeah, and being 9 and 10 and 11. Me too. Yeah, because it's just like being an adult is hard. Like nobody ever told us how hard. It, we always wanted to do Everybody's like, oh, you want to be, you know, 21. You want to be able to drink. You want to be able to do this. It's like I always say 18 and then it kind of goes downhill because uh, there's it's so hard. much responsibility. Um, that you need, right? So much, and so many dynamics, and then relationships, and oh. how to navigate, and we're not taught these skills in school, that's for sure. So it, you know, there's a lot that we have to learn through failing, and getting back up, and trying again, and that's, yeah, that's a, being adult, it's even harder. Exactly, well, but I'm yeah. glad, <laughs> I'm glad you got up and tried again. What, what's your uh, latest projects coming down the pike? I know sell this house, but you probably got others coming down the pike. What, what you got going on? Well, yeah, sell this house is picked up for another 20. So we're in our season two. Even two weeks for that. Okay. Yay. Yay I love then, it. Um, I pitched a show. So I just want to say, too, like, I love A&E. The network A&E is, they're just, the people behind the company are awesome. They really are. And it's, just, I'm so proud to be working for that network. I really am. They're just incredible. And I'll never tell you, like, I'll never forget the day that they called me to tell me that, they're like, well, we think you're great. I was out of work for years. And um, that's what happens when you quit a TV yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get kind of that blacklisted, which is not what you want. No, it didn't turn out the way I wanted. I thought it was over. I mean, I really did. thought it was over. And then the day I got that phone call from them was just, I mean, it was, it was amazing. But it was like miracles started to happen. And, but yeah, I have that one. And then I pitched a show to A&E a few years back during the tough years called, well, at the time it was called Smart Homes. But I think we're going to be calling it... Uh, smart home nation okay. and, and basically i'm going to start traveling the world showcasing the world's most technologically advanced homes Ooh. so i'm really excited that? about that we, we start filming that this summer is that like the envision of the clapper when it first came out like the clapper was the Heck big thing yeah. to turn turn the lights off now you could pretty much turn alexa turn lights off turn this turn voice. exactly <laughs> i'm just excited that you can ask alexa to play lens burning bush that's that's what i'm excited about these are the today well good i'm so this has been wonderful i i I could go i could have you on every week i wish um but you're this is awesome thanks so much for for doing this now you can like lens burning bush on facebook at lens burning bush you can follow at lens burning bush on twitter listen on itunes spotify google play podbean iHeartRadio. tune in as I mentioned, you could ask Alexa to do it on Amazon Music. Now we're in 30 states, District of Columbia. I have a couple of there's there's someone who downloads every week in the UK. So I always want to say have some kippers and eggs or you know whatever. Uh, cheers! Uh, but I, I enjoyed. I went to uh, Germany over um, two years ago when we could actually travel, and Germany was fun. Having a pint, um, it's just 
enjoyable to go to Europe. Germany's have you been beautiful. to England? Have a you lot been? Of people yeah. that have never been. Yeah. Yes, I've been to England. I shot a TV show in Germany, actually, oh. and, a, and a, a travel show, and it was unbelievable. Yeah, we unbelievable. were unbelievable. We were in Munich, and then we went to Venice in Italy. And I'm telling you, the wine in Venice and the food. I, ah, I, I just amazing. we were supposed to go to Greece this past year, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. So we'll see about you twenty. You have to go to Greece. Yeah. Oh, you I, have to go to Greece. I, I can't wait go. for the baklava and the opa, opa. So we'll, we'll, God, we'll. The baklava, strictly. The baklava oh, is crazy. I, crazy. I don't know about you, but life is too short. I think we should eat dessert first. I think, forget about the salad. I think dessert <laughs> I've done is. That many yeah. Times. yeah <laughs> go for the dessert. I think the, that's, I am, a, I have a big sweet tooth. I really love dessert. I could eat that. Um, first all the time. I think kind of kind of nice. But uh, we do have some listeners in Canada. I know you're fr- originally from Canada, so that's uh, we can um, love love it. Love it. Are, now, are you a hockey fan or do you like sports at all? I you know I, I like watching sports, but I'm not a huge I'm not t- hugely into sports. I do love watching hockey though. Hockey is yeah. probably my favorite sport to watch. I do love it. I also love watching basketball, but I'm not a huge sports fan. I wish I was. I used to sport. I used to do sports reporting for CBS. Wow. For, I know. Right. Get that. Look at this. <laughs> is there anything I always say? Is there anything that you can't do? Right. You're just it's all over the place. Well, thank. Thank you. It's all over the place. Appreciate exactly. it. Well, thank you, Tanya Mammy. Uh, I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. Thanks so much and see you.